Welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. We sure are, and we are in Melbourne today. Mm, dreary, dreary Melbourne. I was hoping for some sunshine, but it didn't work for us. No, it's a 50-50 here at all times. So we got back from the US... When was that? Last I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, very jet lagged. Yeah. Extremely jet lagged. Like, I don't know why, but like you'd think going east to west is better, but still somehow it gets it every time. But I feel like I'm still kind of like walking with a little bit of pep in my step from that crazy cool US trip. I agree. Also, we're like pretty tanned. And people keep saying like, oh my God, you just look like you got back from a beach holiday. And I'm like, sure, I'll take it. But in reality, we spent two days by the pool in LA at the very end of our trip. And that is where we got our tan. I know, but it's also making me be like, hee hee, they can see our secrets written all over our body that we weren't just working the whole time. <laughs> true, true. So we were doing some work while we were over there though. We and promise. Yeah. So we were interviewing like, honestly, the most incredible people for our podcast. Okay, like, I think, I don't know if I've said this already, but at the end of each day, Jess would turn to me and be like, I would have paid for that experience. Like, we went to the craziest places, we interviewed the craziest people. It was honestly just like such an incredible learning experience for us. And the fact that we get to actually share those episodes as podcast episodes with the world is a really awesome bonus. 1000%. So we'll be kicking off all of those interviews next week. At the end of this episode, we're going to announce who is on next week. Oh my God. We had a really tough time choosing who was going to be first because honestly, like inspiring person after inspiring person, but This is a really, really special interview. So make sure you do stick around to the end of this episode to hear the announcement of who the awesome person will be kicking off some of our awesome US episodes. So today, what are we talking about? Today, I'm really excited about this episode. Same. We really wanted to talk to you about public speaking. It's something that we get asked about all the time people are constantly asking us like how did we get so good at public speaking were we always like this and you know they always say like oh you guys are so good at public speaking I could never do that you're extroverts I'm an introvert it's not for me and we are here to tell you that we used to be terrible public speakers seriously like before you like are turning this episode off just at the mention of the words public speaking honestly I don't think you could have had two worse public speakers than the two of us like when I think about public speaking at school it literally makes me want to crawl into a hole and die yeah like already even like the term public speaking because I'm so used to how it used to make me feel it gives me butterflies like right now I have butterflies a little bit just even talking about it yeah and so we kind of got thrown into this whole thing through doing how to live we kind of had to learn as we were going on public speaking but yeah like people were always like oh yeah you guys are influencers you can public speak like that was as if that was like a thing that we were supposed to be good at so like quite quickly it was like well buck up girls because you better get good real quick but honestly like okay for me I think at uni I had to do I studied professional communication at RMIT and we were expected to be professional communicators and I have the worst memories of these presentations. I remember one in particular, actually, where I was p- 
partnered with this girl that I didn't really know to do this assignment together. Um, and she kind of said to me, oh, you just do half of it. I'll do this half. And then, you know, we'll go and we'll, um, we'll present on it together. Maybe we can practice the day before. And I remember it was on the age charter of independence, like the age newspapers charter of independence. Oh my God, that's so boring. I know. And I remember Googling it and nothing was coming up. And I was what just, even is it? I don't know I what it means. I still don't know to this day. And like, honestly, I just remember Googling it. Nothing really came up. I kind of was just like, eh, she'll have it. I wrote some dot points, but I remember on the day getting up there and she was like, speaking on her parts and she knew exactly what she was saying we didn't practice in the end by the way and mm-hmm. I got to my part and like I honestly like I don't even know if I spoke I might have just been like oh um and yeah no so like it was like out of a movie I was so mortified I'm quite sure I left the class she and must never have hated back. you as well yeah no she totally Sound like hated a terrible me. partner no but I think the whole class just thought I was such an idiot that's how it felt to me that was just like everyone was like you are so stupid and I just like was so mortified I don't I don't ever remember going back to that class I know but so many people are in the same boat and like you get so in your head about stuff like that but at the end of the day like I reckon 95% of the population feel that way about them when they public speak like they're so mortified same and I I think like obviously the obvious lesson from my story is you actually have to prepare in do order you? to be yeah you do in order to be a good public speaker so we will obviously get more to that down the track and then like you know when I think about my experience with public speaking pre-HTL when I think of public speaking when I was growing up and like in my uni days a little bit of pee would always come out <laughs> when I would get off my chair, like when they would call my name and it was like just down on, like I just like a little bit of pee would come out. Like I, I like, do have like a, to the point where you had to like quickly wipe off the chair before you got on no, stage? No, 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 no. Just a bit of a, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I have a bit a of a weak bladder. Like I remember that happening to me at sport carnival as well. Like when I had to go up and like run the hundred meter sprint, which I was terrible at. Oh my God. You are totally getting a lecture from our father who loves to listen to this podcast about oversharing after this episode. <laughs> Isn't that the point of this podcast to yeah. overshare? Yeah, 100%. Um, I love but it. so happy to confirm that I no longer pee a little bit when we, when our name gets called to public speak. So if Jess managed to go from peeing herself to no pee, um, when public speaking, then just trust us. You can to do this with our help. Totally. And like when I think about the stuff that I hated about it, it was like the fact that all eyes were on me and like it was like a room full of people and all the attention was on me. Same. Like even when I think about like if I was in a room full of like six people, like, you know, when I was working in retail, if we would have had a team meeting, if yes. they would have turned to me and be like, Steph, what do you think? I would have frozen up and not been able to speak. Like I know, but isn't it really funny now that we're talking about it? It's like when I'm in a room of six people and someone else is speaking, I don't care whether or not they're good. I don't no. I don't really care. Like, you know, why do we like hold ourselves these really high standards of like, oh my God, everyone will judge me. But it's like, I'm not judging anyone else. Totally. Do you know my other one is like when you're at an event and you have a really good question at question time that you want to ask. Mm. I could not ask a question. And still to this day, sometimes this happens to me because I feel like I get so worked up about it that I end up like literally trembling and oh, I feel and like, like when I ask the question, my voice is going to be shaking 
And like, well, I also like get so nervous in that moment that I feel like I'm going to forget my question. So I just oh. keep saying it over and over again in my head. And then like I start to kind of like scramble the words a little bit. So we did, as we say, have to get good at it. Um, and so this is just like something we love to remind people that we were not always good at this. No. And there are honestly some key secrets that us folks who now are good at public speaking no, if and, you do and, say so yourself. <laughs> well, uh, okay, can get up in front of a room full of people and not pee themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of secrets that we yeah, yeah. There, there are like little hacks and things along the way that like really, really made such a difference to us. That even if you're not public speaking on a day to day basis, it's just something that you know whether you have to get up at work and give a presentation or whether like speaking in front of four people just like gives you the heebies. We have lots of awesome tips and tricks for you that we're going to share with you today. I think the first thing as well is like it's important to note like anything everyone's crap at it in the beginning and all like it just takes practice like Like, so much practice. Yeah like you just have to throw yourself in the deep end like even if someone's like you know if you're watching a presentation and someone like is like who wants to be a volunteer you know and like you know just push yourself to put your hand up and put yourself in that really awful situation that you'll probably feel a little bit icky about because honestly all those little things along the way they're what help like they're it's just like building blocks until you start to get comfortable for sure and like once you manage to do this a few more times and like you're like okay that wasn't terrible then you'll start to build the confidence but you kind of need to start by just like totally putting yourself out there when you even don't feel ready to even get a hold of a little bit of that confidence 1000% um and i think like obviously this doesn't apply in all situations but um i think if it's if you're going to be giving a presentation or something preparation is honestly the biggest thing and i think that's why at like school and uni it's so daunting and it sets us all up to feel like we're terrible public speakers is because they'll give you a random topic like you know shakespeare or whatever it is that you like have to speak on as if you're an expert and like actually you know nothing about that topic but like as we become adults luckily like we get to know stuff about stuff and then we get to talk about that stuff and it makes it a lot easier that is so true um so usually like in our preparation we'll like always try kind of try to start a presentation with something fun and lighthearted. and usually that's a video um so like we just like to kind of like warm up the audience and like you want them to like you ultimately um and so it's like always good to kind of start with a joke or start with you know a funny video so something that we actually usually play in often in our presentations when we're talking on social media is um boyfriends of instagram or is, or is it, it husbands? i think it's husbands husbands of instagram. of instagram which by the way is a hilarious video that if you haven't seen you should totally go watch when you finish listening to this episode yeah and it's just like a really like fun funny silly video it's like two and a half minutes or maybe even shorter and it just like really warms up the room so that we don't even actually talk before that point we don't say like hey we're Jess and Steph and we're going to be talking about this we literally just play the video like total badasses we just like walk on and don't say a single word to them they're always like what's happening yeah and then it's like once we introduce ourselves they're already warm yeah and like all of that again is preparation like we go and we find cool videos and stuff like that beforehand so that then once you're in the situation you've already prepared all that and you don't actually have to think about ah how am I going to make them laugh straight off the bat um 
and I guess like, you know, how you structure a presentation is also super important. And honestly, you it's can just... boring to talk about on a podcast. So boring. <laughs> so, so we won't take you through it. No, we just thought we'd tell you, you can Google it. Just Google how to structure a presentation and you'll come up with lots of awesome answers. Exactly. And then another thing is just practice it. Practice the shit out of it. Like, Oh my God. Like it seems so simple, but I swear like I was always the type of person that was just like, eh, I'll be fine. But like, honestly, if you've practiced it, 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, whatever it is, you go into it and you're like, oh, I've already done this already. 1000%. Like it's not fresh and new. It's like, I know this, like the back of my hand. So how are you possibly going to screw it up? For sure. And then obviously, you know, when I'm thinking about my experience in public speaking, nerves is a big thing that comes up for me. Like my heart starts pounding. I get really nervous. I get short of breath. And I think the thing that's really annoying about that as well is it makes you forget what you're talking about. Oh my God. I totally go blank when I am nervous. Yeah. And it's actually funny because we're talking about this um, in a like, you know, in a how to live sense. And I'm thinking about how I feel so confident, but actually... A scenario where I felt this lately is teaching yoga. So um, you would think that like because I had kind of had public speaking experience going into it, I wouldn't have been as nervous. But when I tell you the first few times, like just on yoga teacher training in Bali in front of a room of people who I knew loved me and they and I loved them. I would shit in my pants. Like I was Wait, so... would you literally shit in your pants though? Because we no. have to clarify. Sorry, would not. <laughs> Maybe peed a little. Definitely peed a little, not going to lie. <laughs> um, but I would get so, so super nervous um, those first few times. And I think it was because I was speaking about some, something new. And like you said before, now that we're adults and we know stuff about stuff, I felt like I didn't know stuff about yoga, but ultimately I did. That How was profound silly. is the statement? We know stuff about stuff. So profound. Um, but then I just kind of started to use my tools that I had learned um, of how to like get rid of those nerves. And one thing is breathing. And like, it sounds stupid because we all do it. But honestly, deep breaths really start to slow your heart rate down. And that in turn tricks your body into thinking that you're not nervous. And it really, really works. Something else that I used in like those first few times of yoga to like get pumped up and ready and calm my nerves was a pump up song, which is what we use. Yeah, I was going to say, hello, that's our thing. Yeah, I know. But I would also use the exact same pump up song because it's the best pump up song ever to teach yoga. So when we were starting to speak, I don't even know if somebody told us this, if if someone gave us this advice or if we just decided that listening to a song would get us really excited. But, you know, before we would go on, we would just like be so jittery. And, you know, you've got these nerves and you just feel like you want to like move your body around. Um, So we came up with this awesome song that we actually first used when we were creative directing the Bondi Bay, the runway show at MBFWA. True, forgot that. It's, we're going to give you the gift today of our pump up song because it is the best pump up song. And we literally, we sit, sometimes we'll be like in the front row of a conference because we're about to go on and the two of us will have headphones on and we'll be like silently bopping away in our chairs to this song. Cause like you need, you kind of need to like dance to it, but sometimes you're not coming on from backstage. Um, <laughs> and the song is Hollaback Yonce, which is a mashup between Gwen Stefani and Beyonce. And it is just like, it is the so perfect good. song to pump you It's up. got the best beat, but it's also got words. So you can sing along to it. It's so fun. It's perfect for every scenario as well. Like sometimes if we're feeling a little bit nervous for a podcast as well, we'll just like pop it on, dance around the room. It's such a fun song. And it really just like gets you in the spirit of like just 
owning it. Totally. Like, and the other thing around owning it is that like, if you haven't heard of power posing, there's a really great TED video on it. Um, But power posing is a really great thing. So like, while we're listening to these songs, we'll like be doing like power poses with like our arms on our waist and you know, you're like, puff out your chest. You put your hands on your waist and then, so like, you've got like triangle elbows, kind of like chicken elbows. And then you puff out your chest do you take deep breaths? I feel like when I do it, I take deep breaths. Yeah, I feel like like being now that I'm being in this position right now, it like makes me kind of breathe a little bit deeper. Yeah. Or you also, another one is that you put, you interlace your fingers and you put your hands behind your head so that your elbows are also like bent triangles, but like out to the side. I love power posing. Same. And it just like is meant to give you this like rush of like feeling powerful. Like I got this, I'm a boss. I'm going to ace this thing. So then when you've kind of like pumped yourself up, you've gotten rid of your nerves, you've breathed through it, you've prepared a lot during the presentation, lots of people will tell you that you shouldn't have notes. Um, we had experiences in the beginning when we were public speaking where so many people told us we shouldn't have notes. But in our experience, in my experience, when I don't have notes, I blank. Same. Because I don't have my safety net of my notes there. I'm not saying that you should look at your notes. We actually don't look at our notes. But no, because we've also, we've practiced so many times that we've like basically memorized at this point. But if you have to be thinking about like recalling everything word for word, then you're just totally going to like screw that up. Yeah. And it, it can get really overwhelming. So like I remember this one time, um, it was when Stephanie and I were on a startup program and we um, had to pitch our business. It was like, I don't know, super short, like five minute pitch. It wasn't even a big deal, but I had really worked myself up about it. And they had said to us, no notes, no notes, no notes. And halfway through this presentation, I just blank, blank, blankety blank. I just went full blank. I had nothing going on in my mind. I remember people were staring at me. I was sweating like crazy and I just froze. And Stephanie, you like picked it up. I remember. Oh, did I? Because I think I was blanking at other moments, but you were picking up my blanking moments. But do you know what I realize about that now that I'm thinking about it is that like we'd written out that presentation word for word. And often when you've written something out word for word, then you're like focusing on remembering every single word where rather now when we prepare for something, we will never write it word for word. We will just prepare points because it's like, it doesn't actually matter that much what you say. People, when they're watching you public speak, they're not actually listening to your every single word. They're actually listening to the general gist of what you're saying. So if you have written down the general gist of what you're saying, it doesn't matter the way you exactly word it. It just matters that you get across that overall vibe of what you're trying to say. Well, and on that note of people not actually listening to the word by word, you know what else that means? That means that people don't actually notice when you screw up. And the only way that they're going to notice if you screw up is if you say, oh shit, sorry, I screwed that up. Or something to that tune that people say when they screw up. Yeah. uh, 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 Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Just don't Keep talking. Don't bring attention to it. Just no one noticed. Yeah. I, I, will, I will tell you almost definitively, no one noticed. Like so we, just keep going. We don't even notice when each other screws something up. Like we'll be talking and at the end someone will go, oh my God, I said this instead of this. And it's like, did you? People kind of pay more attention as well to like, rather than the words you're saying, the way you're saying it. Mm, and your energy. Yeah. Like if you can confidently deliver what you were trying to say, that's what people are going to remember. One thousand percent. And like, 
Also, again, on that note of people not really paying attention to you, people can't tell when you're nervous. No, Fun they totally fact. can't. People cannot tell that you're nervous. People cannot really tell when you're shaking unless um, you're holding a piece of paper in front of you and it's rattling. Then maybe we might put the notes down. But honestly, people cannot tell when you're nervous. So don't let that get in your head because there have been so many times where I've gotten in my head that people can see me shaking because sometimes my hands shake when I'm really nervous if I'm public speaking. And they can't tell. No, they really can't. And they're not paying attention. Like, they just don't care about you that much. <laughs> you know, like, if I, I wouldn't care if someone was shaking. I wouldn't care to, like, look at their hands when they're talking and be like, ooh, is that person shaking? Totally. And if you can, like, get all of these things out of your mind, like all these little worries, are people watching me shake? Are people noticing me screw up? That's when you start to be, like, relaxing a little bit and actually thinking about what you're saying and thinking about the way you're saying it and being in the moment a little bit more because you know you're capable of saying these things like you know you're capable you know you practice at home you know you totally ace it when you practice it 20 times and you know that what you're speaking about is stuff that you know about so if you could just get up there and forget about all of those things and just be in the moment you will be so much better off for it something else something else don't fidget Please don't fidget. Yeah, that's a hard one. That's so, really hard. Yeah, I mean, I still fidget sometimes, but if you can try to focus on keeping your balance, you know, people like shift their weight from leg to leg. If you can just have both of your legs down in front of you, you can even clasp your hands together to stop you from like, you know, rattling around with your hands. It just, it that's a dead giveaway of someone being nervous. Well, and I think also it's distracting. Like if someone's presenting and they're fidgeting, I automatically feel distracted. I'm like zoned out of what they're trying to tell me and I'm zoned into the fact that they're moving around a whole bunch. Mm, That's very true. Yeah, and that's definitely like... I hadn't even thought about it before, you know, like, and, and the thing is like, when we're like, we're relaying this advice, like we didn't make any of it up. We actually, um, we've had like multiple sessions with the most incredible speaking coach, um, who kind of like gave us all these tips and tricks. And when he was like, don't fidget, I was like, oh, and then now that I'm like in tune with it, I'm like looking around and I can see all these people fidgeting and I'm like, they haven't been to Leo totally but now you guys have listened to this podcast so there's no excuse nope just being aware of it is the first step and the thing is you're honestly never as bad as you think you are at it so one thing that can feel a little bit daunting but is honestly really helpful is videoing yourself in those moments videoing yourself and watching it back afterwards and you'll be like oh I wasn't actually that bad. Mm, That's so true. I feel like you always think that you're worse than you actually were. Mm -hmm. Like We're our own harshest critics. Yeah, the amount of times that we've gotten off a stage and just felt crap about ourselves and then our mom or our boyfriends or someone's there and they're like, guys, you are amazing. Like, what are you talking about? And we're like, no, we weren't. We were terrible. And you know why I think that is? I think because we tend to focus on one or two little screw-ups that nobody absolutely noticed. So true. And then when you walk off stage, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. And then when you watch it back and you remember the whole thing, you're like, ah, you can't even tell. Like, it's totally fine. And you get to see what other people see. And when you're watching it back, you also won't be noticing every little thing that you said or did because that's just what we're like as people. We get the overall gist. And you're like, if I went out there and I looked confident and I looked like I knew I was talking about, then that's all that matters. Totally. And can't, can't say enough. Just keep practicing 
practicing. No one is good at it in the beginning. We were terrible at it when we first started. Cannot stress enough how terrible we were. Yeah. And like even now, you know, like when um, people tell us how good we were, like we, you know, sometimes we feel shit about it. Sometimes we feel great about it. Even when I'm teaching yoga, sometimes I feel great about it. Sometimes I feel terrible about it. Yeah. And it's just really about throwing yourself in there, going for it, doing it, even like starting with those little things of like, putting your hand up and asking the question, take a deep breath before you ask it. And honestly, like the more you do it, the more confident you are going to feel about it. It is just that practice makes perfect. Well, and I think the thing is it does come back to confidence at the end of the day. And if I think about what public speaking has actually given me is this confidence that like I'm not I'm no longer nervous in a situation. So like, for example, you know, we used to like sometimes we'll go to a dinner recently. Perfect example. Recently, I went to a dinner for female entrepreneurs and we had to go around the table and say what our name was, what our business is and um, something that we're struggling with at the moment, whether it be professional or personal. Oh my God, that used to be my worst nightmare. It used to be the worst. And like, you know, you have to do that in so many scenarios. You have to do it at work. You have to do it like even sometimes when people have hens parties and then you have to like go around the room and say something nice about the person. Oh my God, yes, I actually have that one set of hens and I even felt so uncomfortable doing that yeah and it's just like all of these scenarios that like we come across in our lives it's actually you don't realize how often you're confronted by it when in reality you don't have to sweat that stuff like now that I am okay to get up in front of a room of people I'm okay to say in front at the hens who what I like about her and I'm okay to say who I am and what I well you know what I do for work well that's the thing like right now you might be listening to this being like uh yeah that sounds terrifying like I don't need to do that but like honestly once you move through it and once you like push through that like little uncomfortable period it's actually going to be completely life-changing for you like you are going to just feel so much more comfortable in yourself in so many situations that we can tell you like all good things like it's worth working for Mm, it really is even like if I'm if I'm just thinking about like being stuck with one other person, like just speaking to an absolute stranger. Like I eat, I honestly feel like I'm more comfortable now speaking to one single stranger because I'm able to public speak. Like it's just made me so much more comfortable in my own skin and like with my own voice and with my own body and with my own being, you know? So we really hope that from today you can go out and try to action this a little bit in your life, even though it might seem really scary. As always, you know, we are here for you. So if you do need any more tips, feel free to write to us or DM us at How to Live and we will always be your biggest cheerleaders, be your biggest supporters because we want to see other people succeeding and being awesome. Totally. Okay, let's end with quick fires. I love quick fires. We haven't done quick fires with each other in so long. I also love them. What's a book recommendation, please? Oh my God. Okay, so I'm reading so many books at the moment. I honestly have 10 books on the go on my Kindle. But actually, my favorite book that I just finished is Charles Brooks's book from Younger. It was such a cute, easy read. I don't know if you guys remember, there was like one episode of Younger where they mentioned that Charles had published a book and they actually went and published this. It's called The Miseducation of Henry Kane. Good one. I actually took it home from your house yesterday, so I'm going to start reading it. Perfect. I bought it for everyone in the office, by the way, so you have your own copy. Okay, Shag, Marry or Kill, Charles, Josh, Lauren. Um. Okay, ooh. Shag, Josh, Marry, Charles, sorry, Lauren. Uh, I think I would shag Josh, kill Charles, marry Lauren. 
Yeah, okay. Well, you're not in love with Charles the way I am deeply, so. True. Last one, your favorite ice cream flavor. Chocolate. Chocolate chocolate chip. I feel like somebody said that recently. Somebody did <laughs> say that recently. Um, okay, your quick fires. What was your favorite meal in the US? Um, ooh, it was not a meal, but Levain chocolate chip cookies. Yum, that's a good meal. Um, and it basically is a meal, let's be honest. True, it's like five meals. What's your favorite color to wear at the moment? White. Oh, funny, because we're both in white right now. Isn't that boring? Yeah. It's true, though. Who is your dream Real Housewives husband? Maurizio. Yeah, I thought so. Is his yeah. name Mauricio, though? Don't know, but he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Maurizio. Marry me, but I don't know how to pronounce your name. Lastly, if you weren't working in fashion, what would your job be? Uh, oh, I would be saving all the animals, maybe at like Voiceless or at PETA or one of those epic organizations. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, that was a fun episode. So fun. So if you like this episode, we would love, love, love you to help us out. Please leave a five-star review. Just don't leave a review. Leave a five-star review and tell us how much you loved it. <laughs> um, and also click subscribe and share it with your friends. Please, please share it with your friends. And make sure you share a photo of you listening to the episode on Instagram. You can at how to live. We love to see those photos. And DM us your thoughts on this episode. What are you going to public speak at that you weren't before? Love that. Yeah. Um, okay, next week. Oh, my goodness. Guys. Buckle up, you guys. No, this is my f- – I don't want to say it's my favorite episode of, of the bulk that we just did, but it's it's probably is. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with the best of them. So next week on the podcast, we're going to have the incredible psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson. She is – mind-blowingly incredible i think when i'm thinking about now when we tell people about our u.s trip this is like the episode that we tell them about we are just like gushing about all the amazing things that laura lynn shared yeah like the things that she shared with us have changed the way that i live my life and see the world if that like that is such a big statement but like i on it's honestly true like we spent an hour with her and it was like two and a half weeks ago and i'm still to this day thinking about it multiple times throughout the day So here's a little snippet from the episode. From what the scientists can tell about my brain is that when I'm in normal talking mode like I am right now with you, my brain looks very similar to yours. Most of the brainwave activity is in my frontal lobe, but the minute I switch into psychic or mediumship mode, the brainwave activity in my frontal lobe silences. It looks like I'm not even conscious though I am and the different parts of my brain light up that is all from us we will see you next week for that brilliant brilliant episode and in the meantime we hope you have the most fantastic week ever and we hope you go and you put yourself out there and you feel uncomfortable about it but we know it is going to make you a better person in the long run try not to pee your pants as well (laughs) (laughs) or shit see ya bye (laughs)